It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? The Washington Wizards lose two games over the weekend, but you should be very intrigued about this young core and Corey Kisper, Denny Avia, and Bilal Koulibaly, and I'm going to tell you why. So we're going to do a recap both for the Celtics and the 76ers loss and preview the Mavs game tomorrow night. Rock with your boy tonight next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again, and I appreciate you guys making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. So, again, we are going to do a recap for both the Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers losses over the weekend and do a preview for the um, Dallas Mavericks game tomorrow night. But And we're going to kind of talk about it, man. We Why you guys should be very, very intrigued by this young core and why it's definitely a foundation for the rebuild of the Washington Wizards, man. So I'm very excited with these young guys, man. So let's get into it. Uh, the first game, which was on Friday night, the Washington Wizards lost to the Boston Celtics, 133 to 129. So I'm going to tell you right now, um, obviously with Kyle Kuzma playing center because Daniel Gaffer was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And obviously the, we're still waiting on Rashawn Holmes um, physical to be finalized. So we had no center on the roster. So Kyle Kuzma was center. So the biggest reason same, uh, as far as, Team statistics to me, very even game, very hard fought game, in my opinion. And, you know, one of the hardest places to win a basketball game in Boston. So they kept it really, really close in this game. But the biggest thing was rebounding. And like I said, I'm not going to harp too much on team stats with these next two over these two games tonight because a lot of it had to do with rebounding and interior scoring. And obviously, with the center position right now going through some issues, you know, and Kyle Kuzman playing center, that had a lot to do with it. So, like I said, very hot you know, hard fought game. They played hard. Uh, looking, I guess we'll start with the vets real quick. Uh, starting with the point guard, Tyus Jones, 17 points, nine assists, shooting seven for 13 for the field. Tyus Jones again shows why he is that floor general that his team desperately needed. Um, obviously, he was retained, not traded during the deadline. And I think that still with him being that floor general, he is definitely something. Um, he is definitely good for this team as far as being that distributing point guard and again nine assists his assist numbers continue to be very very solid um looking at another vet kyle kuzma playing center obviously because marvin bagley the third was hurt and daniel gafford was traded and rashawn holmes wasn't is still pending a physical so playing 37 minutes at the five he scored 17 points four rebounds five assists shooting six for 14 and three from eight from three so good game considering he played center um it, you know definitely definitely hard you know at his size, he can play small ball center, but I felt like he had a pretty decent game considering the size of his advantage. And, he, you know, he did have five personal fouls, but, you know, I get it, man. Uh, looking at another vet, I guess, I depends on you call him a vet, but uh, Jordan Poole, 19 points, five assists, two rebounds. Now, 19 points, but he did shoot seven for 19 from the field, 
three from 10 for three. Uh, a better showing by Jordan Poole, obviously, scoring-wise. You know, it's definitely where you want to see him scoring um, close to a 20-point mark, but efficiency continues to be an issue. So, young player, hopefully he can figure it out. That He can definitely learn to shoot a lot more high-percentage shots and not rely on low-percentage shots, man. So, I definitely want to see him, especially the second half of the season, really try to figure it out. Now, looking out there, young guys, man, and this is what I'm hyped about, man. Let's start with Corey Kisra, 24 points. Six rebounds, four assists, shooting nine for 14 from the field, three for six from three, three steals. Corey Kisper, let me say this, man. And let me go ahead and admit this. Um, looking at Denny Avia and Corey Kispert, not so much Bilal, but because Corey Kispert and Denny have been on the team longer, um, people were really tough with Tommy Shepard saying, you know, these guys, you know, aren't, you know, they, they had to be developed and, you know, they weren't the best in their class. There's a lot of criticism with these draft picks, but let me tell you this, man. Um, watching Corey Kispert and Denny Afia evolve, man, in their own respective areas has been really fun to watch. And I'm telling you, starting with Denny, his offensive game is coming along and is looking good, man. I mean, tonight, 24 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, shooting seven for 10 from the field, three from five from three, seven for eight from the charity strike, two steals. I mean, his offensive game is coming along, and he's becoming a threat, and I love it. I love what I'm seeing from Denny Avia. Obviously, we know he can defend, but if his offensive side, which is, continues to evolve, he is going to be a dominant rough, in my opinion. Corey Kiss was the same. Uh, it's kind of flip-flopping Denny. Obviously, Denny was a defensive player who had to kind of evolve offensively, whereas Corey Kispert is an offensive player who has to evolve defensively. Is he going to be a lockdown defender? No, but Corey Kispert, the energy is there. The effort is there. You know, he has definitely put a lot of effort into the defensive side of his game. And offensively, sharpshooter, cutter, he can drive the lane. He can, he's got some ups to him, basketball IQ. You got to be excited about these two guys, man. And about a third player who, Bilal Kulabali, 21 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Now, efficiency, I get it, but I'm not going to harp on it, man, because he is being aggressive when it comes to shooting the ball. Six for 18 for the field. Yeah. Um, but we know that his offensive game, just like Denny, man, when he figures it out, when he fine-tunes it and polishes his offensive game, he's going to be a threat. And these two guys, man, is potentially 3 and D guys. The foundation is going to be looking real good in D.C., especially when you throw in Corey Kisper. So um, looking at, you know, again, uh, Bilal Kulabali, eight rebounds, man. He's definitely got to go up there and get the boards. He got 32 minutes tonight, so 21 points now. Four for 12 from three. He is becoming less hesitant to shoot that shot. That's what you want to see. You know, with young guys like Bilal, with this being his first year, it's not so much, you know, looking at numbers. It's looking at him getting better. The fact was that a lot of people come, you know, when he came out the draft, a lot of people thought that, you know, look, he was going to be a project offensively. And obviously he has ways to go before he's a serious threat offensively, but he – has grasped it faster than you thought. He has evolved faster than you thought. I mean, the offensive side, you know, you went from a guy who didn't provide much offensively to now, if you look at it, we're in the second half of the year, um, 30-some 30, 30 games left, you know, he is less hesitant to take those shots. That's what you want to see from a young player. He is 19 years old. I mean, 18, 19 years old. I mean, you know, the fact that he's evolving so fast offensively is why I'm so excited. But I'm going to wait till this and we go ahead and review the Sixers game to tell you why I'm so excited about these three young players we have. So, um, looking at the set of this game, like I said, a hard-fought game. Hard-fought game. But, you know, I like what I saw from this team. You saw a fight. You know, definitely after the deadline, a lot of feelings going around. A lot of people are unhappy about the trade deadline. A lot of people are mad. You know, a few people are happy. I feel like it was a good trade. But 
they 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 fought hard. They're making they try to make a statement. They fought hard. They really did. And you could say it was a winnable game, but you know, look, like we've said, me and Ed all year long, man. The measurement and and, and the advancement of these young players is where you're gonna see the victories. And I'm very impressed with the three young players. Now, again, you know, Tyus Jones, good, good game. And obviously, we have a long time till we get to the offseason and a lot of decisions need to be made. But with a team that's rebuilding, Tyus continues to show why he could be a good thing for his organization. So, um, so you know, a lot of thoughts on what you know what the vision is going forward for the Washington Wizards. I get all that, but again, what I'm seeing from these young guys and what I'm seeing from Tyus Jones really impresses me. It gives me some hope for the future. Now, obviously, Kyle Kuzma, he's going to be at a 20-plus game score. Um, so I think the future is bright. Now, obviously, with a lot of veterans on this team, the vision is a little murky. But I'm saying right now, just because of what I'm seeing from these young guys, you guys should be very, very happy and very, very intrigued by the future for the Washington Wizards. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, then we're going to talk about the, the lost Saturday night to the Philadelphia 76ers. But before we do... Tonight's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. So when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Nah, LinkedIn has a vast uh, network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you your access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Good God, 24 hours. I'm just trying to tell y'all, man. So LinkedIn knows that all small businesses are wearing so many ads and may not have the time or resources to hire. So LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So all you got to do is post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Oh, yeah. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. So, I mean, again, you know, um, once now we're sliding into the 76ers game, these two games were were hard-fought games. And like I said, after I recap this game real quick, um, I'm going to tell you why I'm very, very excited about 
this young squad we have and why and the foundation of this team is very very bright y'all so um they had obviously they had a back-to-back and they played the 76ers on saturday night where it, again very hard fought game but they lost to the 76ers at home 119 to 113 so again kind of like the same mo uh, marvin bagley was back but rebounding was the, the main issue which you know continues to be an issue but obviously we are in flux at the center position following the trade deadline because marvin bagley coming back from back injury and also uh rashawn holmes still his physical is pending uh he should be uh making his much anticipated <laughs> debut uh wednesday or monday night rather i'm sorry uh monday night so definitely look out for rashawn holmes the newest wizard but uh looking at the 76ers game now obviously Embiid was out and they ran a pretty much a roughly eight man rotation uh with paul reed as center but looking at the wizards um and again i'm gonna start with the veterans tyus jones tyus jones tyus jones 24 uh 25 points three rebounds nine assists shooting nine for 14 for the field shooting six for eight from three look i'm trying to tell you again there's a lot of time before we hit the off season man but Tyus Jones is very intriguing because obviously you know, a lot of people felt that he should got moved for assets. You, know, you had Ford's second round pick deal for Minnesota. They ultimately went with Monte Morris. But I'll say this, you know, me and Ed both kind of said this, um, is that if if you need a floor general, a guy, a, a distributing point guard that help develop some of these young guys on the offensive side, especially looking at the Bilal and Denny and Corey Kispert, man, he's your point guard. Now, I know there's talks that they might make a run at him, to you know re-sign him in the offseason you know you want starter money i'm gonna tell you i'm not i'm not really upset with that now is he a guy going forward that's gonna be the, the point guard of the future no but with two first round picks in this upcoming draft and there are some intriguing point guard prospects so obviously they're going to, have to be developed but dillingham out of kentucky if we're able to pick him up he could develop and he can learn the ropes from tyus jones so i think long term he could be a good piece but that is another conversation for another time but tyus jones Great game again, nine assists. Love what I see from him, man. Um, Kyle Kuzma, 21 points, going back to being that score. Um, in my opinion, very efficient. Nine for 17 for the field, three rebounds, five assists, two for six from three. Kyle Kuzma is the number one, the number one threat. And you know, he's a number one scorer. He's a, he, he look, he's you know, you can definitely depend on him getting 20 plus. Um, efficiency can't take a hit, but what he provides from leadership and as far as being a consistent 20 plus point a game score. Um, you know, he's done well in Washington. Obviously, again, kind of like Tyus Jones retained after the deadline. And um, you know, eventually he will be moved. But do I think he's good for the team? Yeah, I do. Leadership wise, just the shot attempts, he kind of did what I wanted him to do. He got kept the shot attempts down, 17 shot attempts. And you know, I I, I said it, man. Look, you know, if we retain Kyle Kuzma after the deadline, I want him to bring the attempts down. because I, I think that if he brings the attempts down and tries to get Bilal and Denny and Shamit and Corey Kisper more involved, you know, you can definitely help them develop their offensive games, man. Not so much with Corey Kisper, obviously with Bilal and Denny. So that was the vets I'm looking at now. Uh, looking at the bench uh, for as far as vets, uh, Shamit, nine points in 19 minutes, shooting four for seven from the field, one for four from three. You know, Shamit can definitely be that, the score off the bench. Um, so it definitely is your prototypical showing from Shamit. Uh, so looking at the young guys, let's get into it, man. And we're going to start with the bad, and we're going to get into the really, really good. Um, Jordan Poole, 11 points, shooting four for eight, two for four from three. So efficiency wasn't a problem. You know, 29 minutes, 11 points. Uh, and, you know, had four personal fouls, only two turnovers. But Jordan Poole continues to be, you know, very inconsistent. And, you know, I said it before, man. Um, 
I want him to figure it out. He is a young talent who, you know, I guess hate him or love him. You can admit that Jordan Poole, he's a guy who hasn't hit his prime yet. You know, he can definitely score, be that score in the NBA. Just acclimating to DC, you know, I'm I'm hoping he figures it out because if you can figure it out, if we can find find that Jordan Poole, who I mean, because if you look at the tail of the tape, if you look at how he played in Golden State as opposed to playing here. You know, he played a lot carefree in Golden State, you know, being a scorer. And that's why I said, I think that eventually you're going to have to slide him to the six-man role and being that guy off the bench, being that that microwave scorer off the bench. I think he's best served as the six-man coming off the bench and seeing what you really have in Black Koulibaly at the two-guard or maybe Corey Kispert at the two-guard. I mean, I think eventually you have to make that move because he's been too inconsistent. And for his price tag, you, you do want more from Jordan Poole. So I do want to see him figure it out um sliding into marvin bagley the third um only 14 minutes obviously coming back from injury uh on a minutes restriction shooting one for seven for the field over one for three only one rebound two points so i'm not going to harp on him come back from injury marvin bagley the third is he's the man now daniel gafford is a dallas maverick so marvin bagley the third is your starting center so i think he's going to have the second half of the year to kind of prove that he can rebound his career in dc and i think he can i think that you know rebounding wise you know scoring in the paint you know, being kind of underrated defensively, I think he's going to do well in D.C. And we'll see if we can recoup his uh, career in D.C. Uh, so let's slide into my two, um, the three amigos, man. That's what I'm going to call them because uh, some people don't like whiz kids. So the three amigos, um, starting with Turbo, 21 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, shooting nine for 14 from the field, one for four from three. I can't say enough about Denny, man, and his evolution offensively, man. You know, his passing, his vision. I mean, he is definitely evolved into a threat. You know, you, you right now you hit people, you know, defenses are going are starting to pay attention to Denny, man. And, and like I said, a lot of people have been hard on the draft choices of Tommy Shepard, you know, um, especially looking at Johnny Davis and this the the, the, the sad chapter in DC for him. But you know, and yes, Corey Kisper, Denny Avia, you know, they've had to be developed. But I'll tell you right now, you're starting to see a, this the finished product. What you know, you you starting to see what they could be, <laughs> you know. No, I mean what they are. I mean Denny's offensive game has really come along, and and it's been beautiful to see, man. I mean his rebounding numbers, his vision as a passer. Uh, Corey Kispert, I, you know, let's slide to him real quick. You know, obviously on the bench, twenty four minutes, only five points, wasn't his best showing. But I'm gonna say this defensively, you see him being a lot more active and that's what you want to see we know that Corey Kisper can score he can shoot he can cut to the basket he can drive you know his basketball IQ is just through the roof but his defensive game he, he doesn't get enough credit for um and then Bilal Koulibaly 30 minutes back on the bench uh, obviously with Martin Bagley third coming back into the starting role 13 points five rebounds three for six from the field seven for ten from the free throw line now obviously Seven for ten. Well, we'll take that. We, we want to see better numbers, but he's driving the lane. Him and Denny are driving the lane. They're attacking the basket. That's what you want to see. I'm trying to tell y'all why I'm excited, man. Because if those two can find a consistent offense again, and you're seeing it from Denny and Bilal is going to come along. You know, I definitely he's going to evolve within in the next couple of years when they when they figure it out, man. And then we're in the same starting lineup. This is going to be a scary lineup, and that's why I'm saying the foundation of DC. It's looking good. I mean, you know, like I said, at one point, I famously said, look, a lot of teams aren't beating down the door to get these young guys. That narrative is changing. Corey Kispert, Dean Avia, and Black Koulibaly are starting to really become the three amigos in the foundation of the team. And, you know, they are three intriguing young players, man, who I, I definitely believe are part of the future in D.C. 
I think they are definitely part of the foundation. A lot of moving pieces going forward, man. Obviously, you will see, you know, at what point do you move Kyle Kuzma? You know, what's the what's the future of Tyus Jones? You know, do we go to the draft? Does he stay to be a mentor? A lot of questions, man, but a lot of opportunities, a lot of options for this franchise. And I get it, man. You know, this is I don't know if I want to call this year one, but we're definitely in the midst of a rebuild. And but I think you got you got to find solace in the fact that these young guys are playing good basketball right now. And that's the storyline for me in the second half of the year is how good can these young guys be? You know, definitely part of the foundation. So now the fact that if you look at how good Corey Kispers has been, how good Denny has been, how good Bilal has been, and you look at the fact that we have two first-round picks in his upcoming draft, which, yes, sir, is, is more of a development draft, but you look down the line, they're gonna this front office is going to find the young players that we need. And so, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to say I was upset at the deadline. I wasn't upset because I figured that Kyle Kuzma probably wasn't going to get moved, even though I felt like that he had value that you, you could have moved him. Um, Daniel Gafford. My favorite wizard, you know, I guess now former wizard, he ain't been moved, but first round pick, you can't be mad at that. So was I upset that we only one made move one move? Yeah, but it's different, man. Tommy Shepard is not the GM anymore. And the fact that we do have a new front office who look at you know, Will Dawkins from Oklahoma City, he's going to take a slow approach, an Oklahoma City Thunder approach where he's going to get a lot of picks, a lot of young players. So, you know, trust the process. And I know this, you know. For you guys who are a long time Wizards fans, I get all that, man. It's hard to really – it's easier said than done, right? Because we've gone through how long of – you know, last championship was 78. So I get it, man, but trust the process. I'm trying to tell you because we have a foundation. We're not we're not dealing with zero. So, again, I'm very, very excited, everybody. Like I said, I'm trying to be an optimist. I'm being more positive because I get it. It's a rebuild. I get it. We didn't have the, the, the trade deadline we wanted, but we have young players who can contribute. And I'm really looking forward to – what Corey Kispert, Bilal Kulabali, and Denny Avia, what can, they can do in the second half of the season. So um, definitely, definitely rocking with me on that. I'm very, very excited. So um, let's get into it. So um, before we move on to um, the preview, a short preview and getting into comments tonight. So I'm going to rock with y'all in comments. So I see 27 new comments, man. Definitely appreciate you guys taking the time before the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to talk about that at the end. But before we move on, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what a venture could be around the next corner? Mm. Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your venture to the next level. Law. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on almost anything. Gone on the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. Notice what I did there. The 24, uh, 2024 Rogue is a perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Has room up to 8, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced availability to 4x4 capability, which is big, especially on the East Coast. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. So, take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada, and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? 
Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, so again, appreciate you guys rocking with me tonight. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna do a short preview. Well, I'm not really a preview, um, but uh, I guess we'll preview the. Like I guess we'll preview the game for the Dallas Mavericks a different way. Um, now that Daniel Gafford is the newest, newest um, Dallas Maverick, we're going to do a preview a different way tonight. Because um, obviously this is the first time um, Daniel Gafford is going to be facing the Washington Wizards. Short turnaround, right? Um, so what? Put, um, definitely comment down below. Um, this is going to be our kind of weird preview for the Mavericks. What is your most fond Daniel Gafford moment? Uh, what is that one play, one experience? Uh, what is that one moment that you knew that you liked Daniel Gaffer? Because obviously he was a fan favorite, and um, that was my hardest part of the deadline outside of the inactivity, which was Daniel Gaffer. You know, um, like I said, um, we were able to get our media credentials this season, man. So I was able to interview him and talk to him a little bit. And good dude, man. Good dude. And I can't stress that enough. So I guess we'll do the preview that way. I mean, obviously, we know that, you know, Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie. Luca, you know, we know the, the same objectives, right? Defense, perimeter, defense, interior. Now, but we're going to do it a different way. You guys go ahead and comment below. Tell me, what is your favorite Daniel Gaffer moment? And I'll tell you mine real quick before we get into comments. Um, Definitely, I'm just going to be two of them, on the court, off the court. Um, on the court, definitely be that, that alley-oop where he had to reach back behind his head and hit that alley-oop, man. But off the court, and I guess it's kind of on the court, but like I said, um, before each game at home um, when they're doing shoot-around, Daniel Gaffer would take a kid from the crowd and he would have the kid throw him an alley-oop and he would dunk. And it was just the coolest thing. And, you know, I was able to watch it. Um, the last, the last time he put on the Wizards uniform, which was really cool, man. It's a cool thing to watch. So those are my favorite moments, man. Like I said, we're going to go ahead and celebrate him because he was, he was definitely a fan favorite. And uh, this is his first game. Obviously he's in Dallas, but first game facing the Wizards. So definitely comment below. What is your favorite Daniel Gafford moment, man? All right. So let's get into comments. There's a lot of comments, but so I'm going to try Try my best to knock every one of your comments out. So let's go ahead and start with Lee Leor. Pool can't be point guard and needs to get max 15 minutes starting off the bench. But I will start instead. Question mark. Then he needs to play point guard more often. Let him make decisions, at least in clutch moments. I do agree with that. I'm going to pull. I'm not going to say max 15 because you definitely want to see what he can do and see what we can figure out. He definitely needs minutes. I mean, his contract alone, he needs minutes. You can't. Get away paying a guy twenty five million and only playing fifteen minutes. He needs to get minutes. I think he will get better, man. It's just it's a rough. It's been a rough transition for him, and I get it. I mean, there's no excuses. For, I'm not. I'm not giving him excuses, man, because um, you, you make millions to play the children's sport, man. So <laughs> a children's game, man. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, he was. Look, you know, you need to do your job. But I will say this, you know, going from Golden State to the Wizards, you know, going from a championship team. Um, to a team that's rebuilding, a team where he had more responsibility, where, you know, they looked at him to be, you know, the number one or the number two option as far as scoring. You know, you definitely, I get it, you know, I do agree that the transition has been rough for him, but now you got to acclimate. You're here now. You know, definitely, see, we got to see what you can do. I think that, you know, as his age, we know that he's young, he hasn't his prime yet. He can play. He can score. 
It's just we got to figure out the best scenario, the, the, you know, the best way to kind of get to him and, and, and help him to find him, you know, to finally see what we can really got him as a player. But I think he's going to be all right, man. Long term, I think that Jordan Poole's going to be all right. It's just, ah, you know, I, I get it. It's been a frustrating year, you know, not only for him, but for us watching him. Uh, so definitely appreciate the comment, Lee. Uh, T Bass says, Young pups looking good. I'm just saying, I'm with you, man. I mean, young pups are looking good, man. They really are. I'm, I'm excited. He, the, what these three guys can do, man, I'm excited what they can do. I really am. Uh, again, he says, This is a level of competitiveness. Brandon was talking about just give us games that provide hope for the future. Thank you. You know, that was my biggest thing, man. Um, I'm not mad at the losing, I'm ready for losing. I get it. I'm, I'm ready for a rebuild. Um, because you know, quite frankly, I, I was tired. I like Bradley Bill. I like the KP. You know, I was tired for just selling for the AC. You know, I wanted us to tear everything down, you know, start from scratch, get young players in here and get all the right pieces and really, really challenge for a championship because we deserve a championship here in D.C. We do. Basketball-wise, I mean, every sport, yeah. But, I mean, basketball's been 78, man. So, we, you know... I'm ready for losing, but the biggest thing for me is, you know, culture, you know, playing to win, playing hard. And, you know, like you said, these last two games, you can say it, that they play hard. You know, you saw the effort, you know, you saw the leadership, you know, you, you saw it. And you know, this, you know, and obviously if you look at the talent on this team, this team ain't trash. Now, obviously it's not the team's going to challenge for a playoff, especially in the Eastern conference, but you have talent here. You know, like, you know, like I said, I'm tough on people because I want to see people succeed. Kyle Kuzma, love him as a player. Love him as a leader. You know, obviously, you know, efficiency, certain things I have a problem with, shot attempt numbers, I get it, but I think he's good for this team. Now, obviously, I do believe that he's going to have to be moved at some point, but, you know, I, I, there's talent on this team, and you see that when they play team basketball, this is not a bad team, and the last two games prove that. So, T-Baz, appreciate your comment, man. Uh, Pink Denver said, Denny should run the offense, Kispers should start at two. You know what? I, I will say this. The offense should flow more through Denny. Now, being the point guard full term, full time, we'll see. You know, definitely, I see point forward type of potential for Denny. The vision is off the charts. I, I agree with you. He definitely should have the ball more in his hands. The offense should definitely flow a lot more through him and Bilal, in my opinion. But and and Kispert the two, absolutely. I, I'm with you. And, you know, Denny and his vision, man. You got to take advantage of that. Uh, Galad Zeltzer says finally seems that Denny started to reach his potential. There was a reason why he was projected to be a third pick. Also, the fact that he is much more consistent. Yep. Next task is to reduce turnovers. I amen. I'm with you. You know, he he definitely had to be developed. And this team didn't always provide the best situation to, for players to develop, but he's come along and he's he's turned into a threat offensively. And I love it. I love to see this from Denny, man. I love to see his evolution as an offensive player. I do. We know that he can play defense, but it's fun to see him. Become a threat offensively. I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I love what I see from Denny, man. I'm very, very excited for Denny and see, you know, what's the next step for him? You know, I'm with you. Um, yeah, he was projected, and you know, he actually slid to us. Um, he was projected to be top five pick, and uh, you know, and, uh, and when he was available, Tommy he jumped on it. So you, you see the potential there. I get it. You know, and we could play this game that there's other players we could have gotten. You know, there's the, always the whole Denny versus Tyrese Halliburton. But here's the thing, and I'm a fan of Tyrese Halliburton. He is box office, man. And, yeah, you can look back, oh, we could have had him. But, you know, what could have, should have. Here's the thing. In sports, it's all about fit and, and how you fit into a system. And would, would Tyrese Halliburton, would he have been this successful in D.C.? 
I don't know. I mean, you know, Sacramento and Indiana probably gave him better situations and not so much Sacramento. You know, Indiana gave him the best situation where he could thrive. Would he have gotten been the same player here in D.C.? Uh, we'll see. You know, and Denny, you know, this was a situation where, you know, we weren't really challenged for anything. So you had time to develop and and evolve as an offensive player. So I love it. I love it. Um, next comment from Gilad. Zusser, would it be great for the rest of the season if they give Denny a shot at full-time point guard? alongside Tyus. By the way, shout out to you guys. Love the show. Long time listener. Appreciate you, man. Hey, we are successful because of you guys, man. So definitely appreciate you guys, man. Um, Full-time point guard, I'm not going to go that far, but I will say this. The offense does need to flow through not only Tyus, but through him and Bilal, especially Denny because of his vision as a passer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I definitely would love to see the ball a lot more in his hands and would love to see him making a lot more decisions as far as running the offense. But, you know, Tyus, you know, like you said, you can't really take away from Tyus because he is that perfect floor general too. So I think we're in a really good situation where, you know, not all responsibility falls on Tyus. You have a guy in Denny who can definitely provide minutes, bring the ball up and being that distributor. And DeLon, we'll see if he's bought out or what, what his future is. You know, he, you know, there's chances are he could be bought out. So, you know, with the absence of DeLon, if he gets bought out, Definitely want to see a lot more opportunities for Denny and distributing the ball. Uh, Sheldon T, what's going on with you? Hope to see Denny. Uh, consistency also needs to develop some sort of mid-range game this offseason. Kids will continue to be aggressive and blow out a grown offense defense. Amen, amen, amen. Agree with all three. Denny, the consistency is you're starting to see a lot more consistency. I'm with you. Mid-range game is the next step. The three-point shot, especially against Philly and especially against the Celtics, man, look, um, the three-point shot is starting to get some attention. But mid-range, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Uh, Kisper, be aggressive. Amen. Especially on the defensive end. Aggressive on both ends of the floor. And Bilal to grow offensively and defensively. I mean, defensively, he is. <laughs> he's playing like a grown man. But offensively, man, I'm telling you, I'm with you on that. So appreciate the comment, man. Definitely agree with that. Uh, Isidoro said, agree. Denny needs a mid-range jumper. Allows working out his offensive game and require more time. Also needs to put in some muscle. Yeah, about five pounds in my opinion. Uh, 2.5 to five pounds. I think he will. Because any more than that, I think it's going to really hit him as far as the speed. So five pounds, I definitely think um, I agree with you. He also said that Corey's doing great overall. A bit sluggish for three points lately, but not to worry. He'll bounce back. I agree. And he also said quite impressed with Anne-Marie. Yeah, again, you got another young guy. And I didn't touch base on Anne-Marie as much as I should have. A dog. A dog and a guy that we need on this team going forward. We need to see what we have with him long, long term. Because Anne-Marie is a dog. That is part of the culture. He plays hard. He plays a win. I love it. Uh, Mikey Dubs, what's up? Just learned from uh, learned about Greg Feinberg's post game Twitter X space is a great time. Man, look, shout out to Greg Feinberg, man. Yeah, good content, man. If you have the time, definitely check him out on X slash Twitter. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about Greg Feinberg. We've, we've had him on the show before, and we will have him again. So he is definitely a good source of Wizards knowledge and news. I can't agree more. Um, y'all, Tall says, is the good. If the goal is to develop the young players, then you should start with Kispert instead of Jordan Poole. Denny should be the point guard to run the office. Like I said, I mean, I, and I get a lot of you agree with that. I'm not going to say officially the point guard. I'm going to say that takes the pressure off of tires and definitely let the offense flow through Denny a lot more. Let him get the ball a lot more. Let him distribute because you have to take advantage of that ver of that vision. I, I definitely agree. And Jordan Poole, he's definitely best served as a six-man coming off the bench. I think you need to bring Kispert and or Bilal, depending on the matchup, to play two guard, in my opinion, I agree with that. Uh, and more said, just being real, pool was four for eight from the field. Well, uh, and we need a guy who can do that when Tyus is gone to support the young guys and him and Blau already cool. Wouldn't mind him sticking around. 
Pool, look, I'll say this, man, and I'm, I, I get it. I, I, y'all know me, man. This is the second season, so if you guys are long time locked on Wizards listeners, you know how I roll. I, th- I don't have any problem giving the smoke, and I've given a lot of smoke to Pool. But I would say this, man. He's he can play, you know, he can play, and once we figure out how to help him acclimate to DC, really find how to get him started and help him figure out who he is, we might have. This the sky's the limit. I mean, yeah, he has stunk it up so far. The attitude problem, the maturity, the on-court play has been you when you want more. But I think that once he figures it out, man, he could be a good asset here. Whether it's here, long, you know, whether this front office depend, you know, eventually moves him. But he's a young guy who has in his prime. So I think give him a little time. I get it. A lot of people are not happy with him. And I get the price tag, the expectations. I get it, man. But I'm telling you right now. You know, give him the second half, and we'll see what he does in the offseason to help his game out. I'm going to give him the second half and see what we got. Um, a lot of comments. Like I said, I'm going to try to hit everybody's comment, man. Um, let's see. So definitely rock with me, man. We are at the 34-minute mark. So I'm going to pie roll at the 40-minute mark. So that gives us about six minutes. So I'm going to try to knock out as many comments as I can. Uh, Israel Teague says, Brennan Ed, you're earning international fame. I really saw some of your comments on player development quoted in the sports section of Wallet News, Israel's leading internet news portal. I mean, like I said, look, and shout out to you guys, the fan base, man, especially fan base from Israel, man. Um, definitely appreciate you guys, man. Um, definitely the, a lot of love, man. I get it that, you know, we, we have our people here and there, but, you know, 99.9% of you guys from Israel, man, have been great for this channel and have been great fans, man. So definitely appreciate you guys and definitely good to hear, man. Good to hear. Um, Alexander says one day the concept of playing defense will be taught to these players. Yeah, but we, you know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of, we're, we're in, <laughs> in transition right now. You know, West Hill Jr. is not the coach anymore. Brian Keith. So it's going to take time to really, but I think we have players that can defend. So, you know, whether Brian Keith eventually establishes a system of defense or we find a whole new coach, we got guys who can defend. It's just finding the right players for the right system. And it will be all right, man. Um, locker raw. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say it, but I agree. Um, uh, let's see. Alexander says can't just have a couple of days playing D, and the rest just lost. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We're very inconsistent on every aspect of defense, transition defense, perimeter defense, interior defense. I mean, <laughs> defensive rotation, defensive communication. You know, and it's not gonna be fixed this year. It's just hopefully we can start taking roads to. To fix that in the offseason, but it's just it's gonna be the MO this year, man. And I I get it. Um, let's see. Guru Strong said, keep up the good work, B. Hey, appreciate you, Guru Strong, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the love. Um, let's see. Namir Miof, you have to admit that Denny is the best Wizards player right now. If you take all the elements of the game into account, unfortunately, both Kuz and Poole have very poor decision making and poor efficiency. I agree. I if you look at overall, if you look at the vision, the rebounding, I will agree with you. Now, I will say this, you know, the most box office guy right now on the team is obviously Kyle Kuzma. But I get it. Kuz and Pool, the poor decision-making, and, you know, the, the efficiency, the, you know, the the being too reliant on the jump shot, yeah. But I think that you, you can't take away from the talent. You know, Kuz and Pool, high-level talent, high ceiling. Now, look at the floors. You know, how, how high is the floor? But Pool, it's going to take time. Kuz, you know, his reliance on the jump shot, yeah, but, you know, he's a consistent 20-point-plus-a-night 20 point, 20 point guy. So, But overall, I, I agree with you, man. It's kind of like the whole Jordan, 
versus LeBron argument. It's like the best player as far as athleticism and, and having a dog to me is MJ. I'm an 80s baby, it's MJ. But, it, you know, all around, you got to look at LeBron a little bit. So I get it from an all-around standpoint as far as what he brings to the table. I agree. Uh, let's see. But let's see. Uh, Shook B said, uh, I missed the game, but saw we kept it close. Yeah, very, very close, man. Um, Guru Song says, Jay Reddick picked Corey Kispert to have a breakout year this season on his podcast. Yep, he did. He did. And I, I got to say, I'm with him, man. You know, he is definitely breaking out. And I love what I see from these young guys, man. I really do. So I'm uh, we're at 37 minutes. I'm going to do two, maybe three more comments. But I um, definitely appreciate you guys. Um, All-Star break, we are going to do a couple more of live um live question and answer sessions with me and ed so definitely you can ask us questions mostly wizards appropriate ones off the court but definitely definitely um, we're gonna do a lot more mailbags so we're gonna be at active answer a lot of your questions during the all-star break so definitely rock with us man all right so uh big j52 says bro i like that coos and denny at the four and five lineup they're bringing traditional bigs bags and she um rashawn because Bilal needs to start it's time to close out pool season and get him back fresh next year I, I wouldn't close down pool but i would definitely bring along as a six man coming off the bench uh coos and denny at the four to five i mean small ball five coos can play small ball five but blout the four to me is he looks good the four man i'm just trying to tell you uh bagley's gonna be good um rashawn he's gonna be good as a backup big i think you definitely start marvin bagley third and blout needs to start yeah like i said depending on the matchup you know blout or Corey Kispert, they need to get minutes starting. Uh, so we're gonna do uh let's see. This is a good question. Um, Ace of Stripes is Bagley part of the future, same age as Kispert. I think that you take the second half of the season to evaluate. And you know, at his age, he plays well. Yeah, yeah, you hit you, you know. I definitely think he could be part of the future. Now, looking at salaries, you know, if we retain him, it has to be a team friendly deal. But you know, I have no problem with that. I really don't because he can play the four. So if you go out and you get Alex Sar, you know, um, you can slide him at the four. There's a lot of possibilities, but that's a really good question because I think he's he's playing well, but we'll see what we have in him in the later years. So this is going to be the last comment, but again, we will do be a mailbags and Q&As coming up, man. So we definitely, definitely want to answer all your questions. So Locked on Law says Bagley is not a legitimate starting center. He's a solid backup. I mean, he's best fit at the four, but he's at 6'11", he's going to do the job. Um Obviously, long term, you know, we're definitely going to be looking at center in the draft. Alex Sard is a few other candidates. Uh, so I definitely think we have the opportunity to maybe go get the center of the future. But for right now, he's the guy. And then, you know, he's going to do well for right now. Um, definitely do well. So we have a lot of good comments, man. So um, definitely, definitely um, comment below, man. Let me know what your most fond Daniel Gafford moment is. Um, definitely comment below and the super bowl is here the san francisco 49ers versus the kansas city chiefs so who you guys got winning man um definitely comment below let me know who you think is going to win the super bowl tonight in about an hour so is it going to be the chiefs or the 49ers so again uh, i could not get to every um comment and question but me and my boy e we are going to definitely do during the all-star break we're going to do a, a couple q a's and definitely do a lot of mailbag questions so definitely give us your best best questions and we will definitely do our best to answer so gonna go ahead and call it there definitely appreciate you guys man uh definitely appreciate it. we got 108 people tonight so definitely appreciate you i'm rolling solo tonight so definitely appreciate you guys rock with your boy brandon tonight um locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube and now you can find it on amazon fire tv Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league 
Find Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. So, again, definitely appreciate you guys rocking with me tonight. Um, and, again, the Super Bowl coming on an hour. So, I, like I said, I wanted to get this out there before the Super Bowl because I know that a lot of attention is going to be on the game tonight. So, definitely, again, appreciate you 105. So, hail to the Wizards and see you guys Monday night for the recap. Everybody, have a good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.